This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Tuned into Kelly and Ramia. It's a nice Thursday afternoon here. If you're tuning in live, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time on AMI TV with Kelly McDonald and me, Ramia Amuddin. Uh, we're also available on AMI Audio. 4 p.m. Eastern is the first airing of the show. And whenever you want to listen, you can just go to your favorite podcast platform, download the full show or the segment. Very easy for sharing. And um, that's uh, two hours of lots of different conversations, subjects being covered, guests and contributors on the show every weekday. Every other week, we flip through some quirky stories on Thursdays. Uh, Standing in for Grant Hardy today is Jeff Ryman, our producer over on the program here. And he is pinch hitting for Grant. Welcome back, Jeff. I probably used the wrong term, but we'll get to that shortly. Why that might have been. We're speaking baseball, maybe something else like hockey in a bit. What do you got for us as we look at some of the items that might make us say, what in the world? Yes. Well, first of all, it's great to be back. Love doing this segment. And second of all, the first topic, Rum, this might be near and dear to your heart. Of I know how much you love Harry Potter. I heard you tease it before the break. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you hear I'm the grin? Sure you guys... I just don't like, have the money I, to I, buy like, whatever I this I can hear was. this darn grin as it, it returns. It's like the way Corinne gets about uh, Taylor Swift. As soon as the, Taylor Swift, the grin just goes right out of the face. <laughs> I'm not Brock. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not a Taylor Swift hater. No, no. Well, she's. Well, you guys just have that smile waiting for. Oh, you can right, hear Jeffy. the smile. Is is what you're? Oh trying yeah, to sure. Harry Potter or Taylor Swift? Wall boom. Taylor Swift. Okay. Anyways, there's this book of Harry Potter. <laughs> you probably have heard of it, um, but there is a proof copy. So this is like the copy before it got published, and there's probably notes in there saying, "Add this, don't add that." There's a spelling mistake here, stuff like that. Um, but it was auctioned off recently for a pretty good amount of money. Uh, now this was auctioned off in uh, England, so this it sold for eleven thousand pounds. But in I guess American dollars, it's around fourteen thousand Canadian dollars, uh, just shy of twenty k. I guess we can call it that, uh, which is you know pretty darn impressive compared considering that uh, the person paid fifty cents for this thing when they when it first. Uh, uh, came out what it was yeah i know how the um, heck did they so, even get a hold of it so that is what i'm wondering i don't know probably it someone's trash where. no it, 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 i think it might have been a yard sale the, the, <laughs> yeah, the article does not the, the article doesn't go into it but it sounds like it was just either at a used bookstore or just on somebody's you know garage sale and for 50 cents, and it was a throw-in. Oh, and the article said uh, the seller who was not named pick up picked up the book um as a throw-in with other titles and didn't even really read it or pay much attention to My it goodness. for a few years, and then just randomly stumbled across it again, probably when they were cleaning out their basement yeah. or yeah. their garage. Could have been one of those library closet. sales, you know, where you get rid of old right. they get rid of old stuff or stuff that's yeah. just not, you know, whatever. And boom, somebody just picked up they go people go in and buy a whole bunch. That's right. That's right. So it was probably like, hey, you want five books, you know, ten cents each, you know, fifty cents total, yeah. just to sort of yeah. add on. 
Um, Here's five more we're trying to get rid of. Yeah, exactly. Uh, She didn't read it um, for a couple of years, then found out online that these books were really big and Googled that she had a basically an original copy of this thing. Nice. uh, A proof copy. um, And saw that it was selling for quite a lot more than what she originally paid for. Uh, so that is really, really cool. And it always makes me think, like, what's in my closet? Like, whenever I'm purging stuff, you know, I'm kind of weary to throw out certain things. Clothes, you know, if it's ripped, whatever, get rid of it. But in your in your closet, like, especially if things have been passed down from you from generations, you know, if your grandparents have, have left you something mm. or if something's been passed down, like... Not like I would want to get rid of it, really, because that holds some sentimental value. But if you're just going through oh. and well, there's the know, right price wanting... placed on it, then Jeffy yeah, suddenly hands her here, take it. Hand it over. Maybe. Yeah, no, I check. don't think there are a couple of things that have been passed down that there's no chance that I'm going to be selling. But, you know, some people might, you know, never might need say to, never. You know? But you kind of have to know that, right? Like some of these things that we talk about where people just found it and trashed it and it it just switched hands or whatever they have no idea what these things are like you mentioned this person didn't even know the the potential value of something like this they're like oh it's a scribbled in book who wants this yeah and they barely knew they had it until you look at it and say hey and especially if they're like like i mean a a a person who's not necessarily that familiar in any capacity or right. or fixated, and they're just saying, "Oh yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take. I've got a grandkid that, or a, you know, somebody like that, or whatever it might be." And Maybe. then you forget and look at it and say, "What the heck is this? And why is it like this?" And then you look. Wow. I know. And that's why we'd be so curious about the timeline of all of this um, passing down of this book, because now we know the phenomenon that is Harry Potter. But like, when did this book get into the yard sale? Did you say 97, Jeff? It was bought in in 97 in Philosopher's Stone. That's the first one. Is that Mm -hmm. right, Rum? I think Mm -hmm. that would probably be this book. Like, it probably wasn't published. It could have been. Um, also, was... Philosopher's Stone was the original iteration. Then it got changed to Sorcerer's Stone for the U.S. So there's a lot that happened with that first little yeah. bit with the uh, Harry Potter writing, I guess. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this was like, you know, if the person bought it in 97 and yeah, I just quickly Google it. The first one did come out in 1990. It was published in 1997. So how the heck did uh, the original that, get out there? Yeah, the original that, book copy. That's mm-hmm. impressive. Uh, I'm surprised, you know, I'm. $13,000 is a lot. I kind of was expecting maybe a little bit more. Me too. Uh, Harry Potter is Me one too. of those like cult yeah. followings. Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, like those things can fetch a pretty penny uh, depending on... There, on there may be more floating around though, that's why. Potentially, and you know what the yeah, other thing maybe. is? Once they find out if there's some interesting uh piece in there that isn't available to the general public like some editor's notes or whatever mm-hmm. uh then it might go for more later you don't even know yeah, I, I would imagine they would know in this version i would imagine there's other ones out there that might you know and that might bring the value down or just the person got excited sold it thinking and again rum yeah. that's somebody who doesn't yeah. maybe have the value you it, or somebody who's into it would it was a quick google also- search it also doesn't say like what condition this book was in. You know, it could it could have oh, you know wasn't the paper. It there could pretty... be pages missing. Um, you know, could be dog ear. So, yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. It, it it could have water damage, whatever. Um, but still, thirteen thousand dollars off uh, of yeah. a fifty cent buy as a throw in. You know, I will take that I any day of the yep. week. 
Well, and guys, a, a, a good person wants to pass that on to somebody that really would appreciate and yeah. take care of that. Like, that's a lot of work, you yeah. know, unless that's what you do. I'm sure that somebody, whoever bought this, is maybe going to refurbish it, put it in a frame. Like, clearly, if you're spending $13,000 on something, uh, you know, you're probably going to take really, really good ah. care of it. It's not going to go back into the closet or something. So ah, it's probably um, already been sold for 18000 Maybe. Who knows? Maybe you never know. You never know. You never That's know. Cool. This this was an auction in, in, in Great Britain. So who knows? Maybe somebody found somebody online that would be willing to pay more. You you have no idea. I guess the possibilities are endless there, Kells. Uh, I, I didn't want to touch on the, the Wayne Gretzky card. I, I, I don't really want to spend much time on it. Um, I know you guys talked about it, especially you, Rum, the other day. But it's just, it, it this is something that, you know, it's sort of a segue into this because the $13,000 spent for Harry Potter, I mean, the Wayne Gretzky card for $3.7 million, uh, really impressive. And considering the person bought it, and there could be up to 25 cards in there uh, in mint condition, um, really, really impressive. Um, and I'm a hockey card collector, and I, I do have some things that uh, I haven't opened. Actually, just over my shoulder here, uh, if you can see in the background, it's really hard to see, but I do have a couple of unopened uh, tins of hockey cards that aren't old. They're probably about five or ten years old, but every year I go out and, and buy some, and sometimes I open them, sometimes I don't. Um, in this case, I haven't, so there could be a hidden gem in there, although I don't think hockey cards are as valuable nowadays as they once were. Um, but yeah, that's depends on what you're looking for, though, for right? Like these, this family who who uh, had and didn't open and sold their collection, just the potential of these Gretzky rookie cards from '79. That's what it was, right? Um, mm -hmm. Is is what skyrocketed the value. Like I think that that in itself yeah. is wild. You know, as yeah. as collectors, yeah. as people who are out there seeking, out there willing to wager and and hope. But like just based on that hope, they're willing to fork out all this money. Like yeah, my goodness, it, it it'll probably pay off. To be honest, because oh, that's obviously yeah. Wayne Gretzky's rookie year. You even if do the you math. don't, was, right? Even if you don't get all was, twenty, whatever. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was twenty-one NHL teams. It was an expansion year. There's probably just over five hundred players. You know, ten thousand, eleven thousand cards. You do the math. There's probably close to twenty, or there could be yep. twenty. There could be more. There could yeah. be zero. You more have no potential idea. for more auctions. Well, I, I know in, in mine back then when I had that, I had that card in '79, and I and I know it was sold later you had for it a you lot knew more. You opened it. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah. But that's what I mean. I didn't know anything, and that's why my dad said he didn't really take it. Sir. I had a Bobby Hall card in that collection. All sorts of stuff back then when I was wow. when I was like eight years old. That oh, is really impressive. Too bad he didn't yeah. hang on to it. When you start <laughs> hearing about, um... but we, I played with them too. So I, you know, looking yeah, at them, putting them up purpose. to my eye, bending them. So they, you know, but they still. When I, when my dad, I got them for like three dollars. The kid who had the collection of mine sold them for two hundred and fifty, like in nineteen eighty. <laughs> like, like, yeah. so there you go. Just a couple They're years later, worth it, something. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And and two hundred fifty dollars in nineteen eighty two or whatever, you know, would be based based on, based on Gretzky, based on Gretzky mainly. Yeah. That's impressive. Guys, I want to squeeze yeah. this last one in because it's kind of funny. I feel like we've talked about it potentially before on the show, um, but uh, the Florida Man Games. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever Googled Florida, Florida Man. Man. Yeah. Um, yes, you know, it, yes. It, it's kind of become one of those memes, oh, um, one of those things you just do just for fun. 
Um, but now it's a, a legitimate thing, and I think I could do really, really well in this. Oh, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a showdown <laughs> that treats evading police and wrestling over beer like they're Olympic sports. <laughs> the Florida Man Games made its debut last Saturday in Florida, of course, with uh, a dozen teams. A dozen teams competed in wow. this, uh, inspired cow. by some of Florida's most harrowing and hilarious headlines. Uh, events included wolfing down barbecue pork. There you go, Kells. We could do that. Uh, sausage, obviously, that's pretty easy. Uh, dueling in muddy water, an inflatable pool. Uh, my pass on that. And uh, <laughs> and pummeling each other with weapons made from pool noodles. Uh, others, other events, uh, events this involved. This is ridiculous. Are running from actual sheriffs, obviously within the law, uh, and uh, consuming a lot of beer and sumo wrestling. So that sounds like it's right down my alley. Yours and Bill Shackleton. He brought this to yeah. us a while back, like yeah. like and when it was proposed and all that, and was just overjoyed, Jeffy, for yeah. it. He well, looked forward to it. Only in Florida gonna... can you tiptoe the line between lawful and unlawful. That's right. And, and, get, the law, and get the law involved call it a, in exactly, it. and call it and a competition win. and get away with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. and and win stuff. I don't know what they won, but I'm you know I'm gonna look at the what, application what forms and see if we can get an AMI team because I know Kelly, you'd be uh, in. I'm in. I think you have to be a Florida resident. Um, <laughs> you I might get pass. Bruised by the wet noodles. But don't worry, Holy I will cow. be the one creating all the memes around this. We can so. get around can all of that. Oh. Uh, don't worry about uh, it. all that hot sausage. And all that spicy pool. stuff. <laughs> Thanks, pal. Appreciate it, Later, Jeffy. Guys. Go get Quick. yourself in shape. I am. I'm gonna go have a beer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> producer Jeff Ryman with what in the world we do. Uh, we we visit with Fern Lullum every other Thursday. Opposite what in the world? I can't believe the one thing he poo pooed was the inflatable pool out of that list. Yeah, of me too. Oh, I'm do that. He's all right with the muddy water. <laughs> and with the sheriff chasing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway, after the break, we're going to get into the bus. Who knows what kind of stuff Grant Hardy is going to bring? One of them, though, is about changes coming to takeout orders in Toronto. Good changes? Highly doubt it. We'll be right back. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.